League to the English Premier League. From the man you read. To a Brazilian named Fred. Ah! From the Socceroos. To the latest round ball news. From Harry Kill's tattoo. To Cantona's Kung Fu. Want to hear the best world football show on the planet? Well, stand in queue. For Hyundai A-League. Show your A-League team colours at ilovefootball.com.au for a chance to win a Hyundai i20. Muchas gracias for Diego's. Welcome amigos, this is the 4 Diego's Across Australia, my name's Carlos Alberto Diego, with me today is Rodrigo Rodriguez, Cactus Chris Couch and Jose Throbbing Blue Vein Gorgonzola, we're four blokes who love our world footy and we want to tell you all about it, so Rodrigo, what have you got in the show for listeners tonight? Well Carlos, tonight we share a very special soft sombrero moments with Hyundai A-League Grand Final coaches Ange Postacoglu from Brisbane Raw and Central Coast Mariners Graham Arnold and Jose talks about Cantona's love for his kung fu kick in his global scene. Thanks Rodrigo and Cactus talks about a doping scandal at Manchester City in his UK update and Rodrigo pays tribute to North Queensland Fury in his A-League rap. We talk about Melbourne victory pain, a football mascot slain and gold technology yet again and much, much more. So all you sissy hooligans out there, hang with your sombreros. Coming up, it's an A-League finals update with Rodrigo, so stay tuned across Australia. This is the Four Diego's. Triple M. Taste the Perth glory. Hear the Brisbane roar. For Hyundai A-League, fan-made. Get behind your local club. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. You're with Carlos Rodrigo, Cactus and Jose here on the 4 Diego's across Australia. You can join us right here every week for your dose of world footy Diego style. Coming up, it's a drug scandal in the EPL with Cactus. But first, Rodrigo, the A-League preliminary final was played and won last night. It certainly was, Carlos. Central Coast Mariners defeated Gold Coast United 1-0. Adam Kwasnick scored a lovely little goal there for Central Coast in front of 7,500 people at Blue Tunk Stadium. Quite rightly now, the best two teams, as far as I'm concerned, are in the grand final. Exactly right. It was an arm wrestle last night and uh, Adam Kwasnick who hasn't always been first choice got the winner with a plom late in the game and uh, but gee the other star is the you know the young goalkeeper for uh, oh. Central Coast Matt Ryan looks 12 years old but <laughs> yeah. he's 19 years old the double save cactus reminded me of you back well, in the pub league days well I wasn't a goalkeeper uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I used to handball it a lot so uh, sitting up front and throwing myself at the uh, at the ball with my arms wasn't my uh, strong point but um, did you see the post-match press conference the Gold Coast, uh, Raw, uh, sorry, the Gold Coast United coach, Miriam Blyberg there, blaming everybody but himself about his, his way. He just said the, the goalkeeper played the game of his life, the Central yeah. Coast goalkeeper, and, and it was just one of those games where they had one shot on target and scored and they're into the grand final. What about the sixth member of the Jackson Five, <laughs> Mustafa Amini? As soon as he came on, he provided the spark. He's going to be an absolute star. Oli Bazanich was fantastic as well, but Smelty didn't fire. I didn't see him. Yeah, uh, Jitay and Smelts, impotent prongs, we call them here at the 48. <laughs> very, very disappointing, especially after Smelty's, uh, you know, goal from downtown against Adelaide last week. Well, maybe Smelts has already got one eye on Perth glory yeah, next year. He's, he's already got his heart on those nice little bars and pizza joints down Frio. <laughs> that's right. Maybe that's where he's off to. There's nothing nicer than seeing Graham Arnold with a big smile on his face, you know, at, at the end of the game. He I, did jump for joy, didn't he? he? Oh, he jumped. It was fantastic. I thought he was going to rip his shirt off, but uh, then he probably remembered that uh, he couldn't. Of course, the big game next week is the grand final here at Suncorp Stadium. 33,000 tickets already sold there, Rodrigo. 52,000 I'm, I'm tipping here, Carlos. That's a sellout and would be fantastic for the people of Queensland to have this grand final. And you know what? 
Brisbane Raw should win this. 2-0, I'm tipping. But uh, Ange versus Arnie, you know, two young teams, the best team so far this year. Can't wait. Peppy versus a special one. <laughs> Cannot wait for that one. And, of course, we will talk a lot about that uh, for the rest of the show. We've got, of course, Ange Postacoglu coming up and also Graham Arnold on the show. Talk about next week's game. Now, Rodrigo, sadly, the demise of uh, North Queensland Furies. Everyone's second uh, most favourite uh, club is dead. Well, we kind of knew when the heavy hitters of the A-League turned up to North Queensland and Townsville, Ben Buckley and Lyle Gorman, they delivered the news that uh, you know North Queensland Fury hadn't come up with enough money. And we're not going to say how much because that's irrelevant almost. But instead of recriminations, you know, because they're going to come, you know, thick and fast about whose fault it was. Let's, uh, you know, let's talk about uh, the positives and some of our memories of <laughs> North Queensland Fury. Yes, well, my favourite memory was when Robbie Fowler signed. Uh, and not his signing, that was, wasn't my favourite memory, but when he was... Did his first interview up there and the beads of sweat (laughs) were pouring down his face. He must have thought, what the hell am I doing in far north Queensland? But it was good to have him in the league. Well, I like the way the face and body paint never dried. Never dried at all on any of the uh, fans. It just used to run down their body. The clammy, it was great playing and watching football in the clammy atmosphere and the climate there up at north Queensland. Yeah, for me, it was the choice of colours. The uh, the fluoro green, I thought, was uh, not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Appealed to the younger generations, I think. Fran Stryker, what a you know breath of fresh air. His antics, his jackets, and David Williams was fantastic. But also Ramazan Tavzan Sioglu. <laughs> that has to be the hardest name in the A League history for commentators and us ground announcers alike. It was exactly uh, very right. very hard to say. Very uh, short career for Ramazan, <laughs> but uh, look, there's talk about Fury maybe coming back in another guys down the track. But uh, hope so. Yeah, all uh, all the best wishes to people up there at uh, North Queensland. Stick with the game because you never know what might happen as far as A League football up there at the Fury is concerned. Thanks, Rodrigo. Coming up, testing positive at Manchester City. Cactus will tell us all about it. So stick around across Australia. This is the 40 Diego's. Triple M. Feel North Queensland's fury. Get Adelaide United for Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to aleague.com.au for tickets. It's the four Diego's on Triple M. If you want to get in touch with the Diego's, drop us a line at diegos at 4diegos.com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S.com. Also, join us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Coming up, FIFA still can't find the right technology. Jose will tell us all about that. But first, Cactus, what's the latest in UK footy? Well, I didn't know that the Ivory Coast footballers were big cricket fans. (laughs) (laughs) Because Colo Torre has blamed taking one of his wife's Slimming pills yeah. for his positive drug test. Now, Colo Toure, of course, former Arsenal central defender, now at Manchester City. Very good player, Ivory Coast international, but he's tested positive. Blame the wife. He's, he's a model pro too, uh, Cactus. He's not one of these guys that has cocaine parties and hookers all over. <laughs> when I say model pro, he doesn't go the model pros. Right. He actually is a model pro. Yeah. Well, and he... uh, this guy, I mean, this guy is a, a devout Muslim. Who, uh, who actually, you know, goes through the whole Ramadan leading up to big games. So he's very, very, uh, conscious of, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, his religion and also, you know, his family and how to, how to live a proper and, uh, you know, healthy lifestyle. Well, the other side of this story is, of course, his wife. Everyone thinks he's fat now, <laughs> which is really sad, and she's not happy about it. You know, I didn't want anyone to know that I was taking diet pills, but it, um, thanks to Arsene Wenger, everyone does. I'm just wondering if he consulted with her and he said, you know, whether he said, okay, you're going to take the hit for me, okay? okay? But, I mean, it's typical, isn't it? You put on yeah. weight, you blame your wife. Yeah. You lose weight, you blame your wife. Yeah. Now, listen, uh, Mrs. Torre, your bum doesn't look big in that, yeah. Yeah. but you're taking a hit for the team, okay, on this occasion. Now, uh, some, some of his former bosses, Arsene Wenger and Mark Hughes, have come out 
in uh, in big time support of Kolaituri, particularly Arsene Wenger. He's going to be a, a a witness, I guess, or a character referee for for Colo at the tribunal. All Colo has to do is uh, convince the tribunal that he's telling the truth. But if he doesn't convince them, then uh, he'll get a slap on the wrist. If he does, if he doesn't, then he could be facing a two year ban. Two year ban, and uh, and for a bloke who actually is uh, seriously a very good footballer, hmm. who he really, you know, he, he brought his brother to the club because he wanted more of the uh, the self righteous stuff going on. <laughs> Manchester City rather than stuff that Mario Bellatelli goes on with uh, and Carlos Tevez. So it's very disappointing uh, if he does get that two-year ban, but you can't play with fire, that's for sure. Now, Cactus, uh, Stephen Island, he's backtracking. Well, I tell you what, if if Stephen Island is to be believed, he has been misquoted more than any footballer in the history of the game. (laughs) In an interview he did with SoFoot, which is a French publication, uh, he claims he's been misquoted. He was... Apparently critical of Gerard Houllier at Aston Villa. Of course, he's now on loan at Newcastle. He's not backtracking. He's not backtracking on that one. That's the only one yeah. that he goes. Yep, that's what, that's what I truly believe. But he's uh, he's been critical of the city of Birmingham and his home city of Cork. He said. Well, and I, when I say I quote, this is what was quoted in So Foot magazine, that Birmingham is a crap city. Yeah. Question the methods of Houllier for allowing him to join Newcastle in the transfer window. He said he would rather shoot himself than live in Cork, <laughs> his own hometown. He should probably get Ashley Cole to do it for him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he described Republic of Ireland manager Giovanni Trapattoni as arrogant, and that's why he has abandoned international football. Not because he just can't get inside. But because he's uh, because Trapattoni's arrogant, he actually is a very much a lost soul. He used to have a rug, a very <laughs> nice rug too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make every bald man proud. And uh, <laughs> one year, and then he's come back after the preseason, not wearing it anymore. So it's a pretty courageous sort of a bloke. But anyway, we'll see what happens to Stephen Island. Thanks very much, Cactus Chris Couch. Coming up, it's Jose and the goal line technology debate yet again. So stay tuned across Australia. This is the Four Diego's. Triple M. Taste the Melbourne victory. Get on board the Central Coast Mariners. For Hyundai A-League fan made. Get behind your local club. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. Jose, goal line technology, FIFA still can't get it right. Yes, Carlos. Now, look, we can put the man on the moon. We can, (laughs) you know, you can send a text message to a friend halfway around the world. And yet we can't get goal line technology right. Now, uh, FIFA have trialled 10 systems. Yep. And none of them are quite up to FIFA standards. They've scoured the earth, the world. The world, Carlos. For all these different technologies. Yes. But uh, there's one they didn't actually try that every other sport uses. That's right. That's Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Hawkeye have come out and said that, oh, no, we, we can get it right. You know, <laughs> we, we can actually, we can do this. And uh, FIFA have come out and said, look, the, t- the two areas that the systems are failing at is accuracy, which is very important, and being able to relay the information to the referee quickly. Mm. And uh, Hawkeye has come out and said, yep, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm just not sure about this IFAB. That's the name of the, uh, you know, the group. Uh, you know, old, old uh, men with a fairly new name. You know, they banned the snood. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm tipping the meeting started like this. Let's get the easy stuff out of the way. Goal line technology. Now let's really talk about the snood. Yeah. Unbelievable. They are an archaic organisation. Yeah. Now what I've done is I've done a little bit of research and I found out the real problem with these 10 systems. And uh, the real problem is that the systems cannot be bribed <laughs> and they don't, and they don't cheat. <laughs> Thanks, Jose. I'm sure FIFA will work on it. And maybe you got the number for Hawkeye. Pass it on to FIFA. Thanks very much, Jose. Coming up, it's a special, special soft sombrero moment with Brisbane Raw coach Ange Postacoglu. So stay tuned across Australia. This is the 40 Diego's. Triple M. 
Feel the Melbourne heart. Soar with the Newcastle Jets. The Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to a-league.com.au for tickets. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. You're with Carlos, Rodrigo, Cactus and Jose on the Four Diego's across Australia. You can join us right here every week for your dose of world footy, Diego style. Coming up, Eric Cantona is back in the news, but first joining us today is one of the Hyundai A-League Grand Final coaches. Please, a big Four Diego's welcome to Brisbane Raw coach, Ange Postacoglu. Thanks for joining us, Ange. Yeah, go, guys. Mate, it's Carlos Alberto Diego. Last night, the Central Coast Mariners beat the Gold Coast to win uh, its way to the uh, to the grand final, uh, to right to play you guys next week. No doubt uh, you forensically analysed the game. Did you learn anything about the Mariners that you didn't know before? Um, no, not really. I mean, you know, I think the game went as expected. It was a pretty tight contest. I mean, there was a lot of stake last night, obviously, not just the grand final, but an ACL uh, spot up for grabs. So you, you could tell both teams were you know, a little bit nervous and didn't want to take too many risks. So, you know, it ended up being a, a pretty tight contest. But, you know, I think... Central Coast have been good all year. The, the, you know, the, the later position shows they were the second best team all year, and uh, you know I think they've been pretty consistent in their form and uh, did the right things when they needed to win. Now, Ange, uh, it's Jose here. Now, you blokes had the week off courtesy of winning the major semi. Now, there are a couple of philosophies when it comes to having the week off. Well, number one, run the plays into the ground. <laughs> now, that's that's a Diego's favourite. Or number two, spend the week at Great Keppel Island. How did the Raw handle it? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with the run them to the ground kind of philosophy. I, I don't like players enjoying themselves too much or relaxing. Uh, no, look, it, it was good, actually. I think uh, the thing about grand final is that, uh, particularly when you have it in your home state, you, you've got a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of commitments, and having two weeks, it just meant this, you know, last week we can get rid of a lot of the, the details of uh, you know ticketing and all the things that players need to deal with normally, and... Hopefully, hopefully have a half normal week uh, this week of training. But, uh, no, they worked hard. I mean, we worked hard all year, so nothing really changes. It's Rodrigo Rodriguez here, mate. Um, you've been in this situation uh, with South Melbourne a couple of times before in the old NSL. In fact, uh, you've got a 100% strike rate in terms of uh, winning, you know, the most winningest uh, player and coach. Uh, there's, uh, you've never lost. Now, uh, the two titles uh, back in the late 90s, is there anything that you did back then that you're using now in the build-up to this week's grand final? Yeah, I think you use those experiences. I think uh, you know, grand finals are pretty unique, and uh, you know, as, as successful as I've been, you know, I've, I've had four. This will be my fifth. It's taken me 25 years to get there, so you know, they don't come they don't come around too often. But yeah, I think they are a unique experience, and you do. I mean, I I learned things, you know, as I was a player in a grand final, what you need to do, and as a coach, and uh, you know, part of the process is, as I said this week, we dealt with a lot of issues that I know the players. You know, it may have been a distraction for them next week. Uh, I just really wanted to concentrate on on their preparation next week. So we got a lot of a lot of the, the stuff that is non football related uh, last week, hopefully, and uh, just have a really good week of training. And it's Cactus here, mate. Now, one of the great mysteries of Grand Final Week is teams taking underdog status into a grand final. <laughs> I want to know how you're going to possibly do that, given your 27 game unbeaten run. Will you possibly use the first half of the semi-final against Central Coast a couple of weeks ago? I'm actually going to use the unbeaten run because everyone keeps telling me the longer it goes on, the more likely it is we lose. <laughs> <laughs> so if we go by that theory, we're getting closer to our loss every week. So, uh, yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm, I think I'm quite comfortable with us being favourites. I think, uh, you know, the players have helped sort of dealt with that sort of pressure pretty well all year. I think uh, playing at home is obviously a massive advantage for us. Uh, and no, no doubt there'll be some trash talking during the week, you know, that 
they had a psychological victory last week, so we've had a psychological loss, I guess. So uh, maybe that makes us underdog. <laughs> <laughs> On the 40 Diego's across Australia, you're listening to a special soft sombrero moment with Brisbane Raw coach Ange Postacoglu. Ange, it's Carlos again. Now, players react differently in the lead-up to games, and you know that. Uh, the Diego's also know that uh, being over-aroused can uh, also affect <laughs> performances. Uh, it's cost us on many occasions there, Ange. Uh, could, <laughs> could this be a problem for any of your players? And if it can be, and if you've been there and done it before, uh, how do you manage it? Yeah, look, I mean, that's that's obviously one of the issues. You've got to try and keep your emotions in check. But at the same time, you know, I, I think sometimes you, can tr- you can't you can lie to people and you can't downplay it either. You can't just say to the players, oh, it's just another game, because it's not. It actually is a bigger game. It, you know, there's a lot more at stake and there will be more pressure and more hype. So, you know, you kind of balance between the two. I, you know, I don't believe in the scenario of just treating it like any other game. I think you've got to build it up and you've got to, you know, the players need to realise it's a big game. I mean, there's going to be hopefully 50,000 people there. So I, I think that there's no point trying to uh, kick people, you know. So, you know, we'll... we'll We'll do go through our normal process, but we'll, I think we'll put an extra little bit of spice in it and, and try and motivate the players the best way we can, um, you know, to make sure that they perform. Yep. Ange, now, it's a well-known fact that Italian coach Claudio Ranieri, he puts on a video night for the players before the big games. Now, <laughs> he claims he only shows them Gladiator because it's his favourite. I mean, I've heard other stories. <laughs> Any plans for a video night for the boys? Uh, no, mate. I mean, I, I, I'd be a shocker at uh, picking the, the right kind of movie for them. Um, I did, I did do. I, I mean, I, to be fair, I, um, I didn't do a video night, but I did put a little bit of a video compilation as a motivational tool uh, for the South Melbourne boys. I think uh, the first grand final we won uh, did the traditional stuff, uh, stuck uh, stuck the soundtrack of the Holy Grail onto it, and uh, showed a few highlights, and uh, seemed to do the trick. So it might do something similar, but as a whole movie, mate, you know, I'd come up with a rom com or something, and the boys would laugh me out. Zorba the Greek uh, is probably not the one you'd show the boys up in uh, Queensland. <laughs> now, back to uh, you know Cactus's point about how you rev the guys up. Now, the people of Queensland have literally gone through hell in the last few months. Is you know doing it for them something really at the forefront of uh, your minds going to this grand final? Oh, well, there's no doubt that you know one of our major missions. You know, apart, obviously we wanted to be successful, we wanted to win. But as the season developed, and you know, as you, you know, rightly said, a fair bit went up. Uh, this happened up here in, in, in Queensland was that we wanted to host the grand final. I thought it was really important for us to have the grand final in Brisbane, in Queensland, and, and at Suncorp. I mean, obviously that got affected by the floods, and that was a major sort of motivating force behind our form leading into the finals. And even the last few games, you know, I think you know we'd sort of wrapped up top position, but the boys kept pushing because of that, and uh, it's going to be a massive day for us, there's no doubt. And, and seeing Suncorp Stadium filled up, you know, as I said, hopefully with 50,000 people, I think that that has been a major, you know, a motivating force for us. I mean, it, it's ironic, and without making it too light a situation, but you know, part of the reason they sold me Queensland was the weather, and I, since I've been up there, we've had floods, cyclones, <laughs> and all sorts of things thrown at us. But uh, you know, they're they're pretty parochial, the, the Queenslanders, and uh, like I said. We're really happy and, and wrapped that you know, the grand final is going to be uh, you know, in Brisbane this year. Now, Ange, our extensive Four Diego's research department tells us that you're a big believer in worrying only about yourselves going into a big game. But did the opposition play any part? Will you focus on them at all during the week? Yeah, you have to. I mean, you've got to respect your opposition. Um, I mean, the thing is, we've played them five times this year. So, you know, it's not like... Uh, I don't think it'll be anything surprising. The players are, are pretty... You know, that, uh, we're, we're, 
given them as much detail and knowledge as you possibly can, and, and I'm sure they have with us. I mean, I, I don't think there'll be any surprises, but yeah, you know, still got to respect the opposition, and we'll have a look at what they did last night. I don't expect to see anything too different when we do the analysis, but um, you know, I think you you can't go in there disregarding them totally either, because I think then you know all of a sudden you you know you will get you know bitten you know, on the backside. So you know, we'll we'll give it. You know, normal sort of lead up and detail, but when you've played a team five times, I think uh, there's no real secrecy. I think that the one difference with this is the, the pressure that a grand final brings and how you know both sides will cope with that. Certainly, uh, and you know all about that, Ange. Uh, also, you know, you've had a great run this year. You know, you're doing everything right. You've done, uh, you've won these things before. Do you still, at this late stage, and the amount of experience you have in these sort of big games, do you, do, you, do you go to someone and ask for advice at this time, or do you just know exactly what you've got to do and you and you just keep it all in house? No, no, I think you have to. I mean, I've always been one. You know, you try and you know try and find out as much as you can all along the way. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to miss a detail, and and and, and you want to keep developing and, and seeing whether you can, you know, give the players something. You know, obviously they've been listening to me all year. I mean, the, the unique thing about us, and you know, I was speaking to that about that this morning, was that to, to some people that, you know, we're on 27 game unbeaten run. There's not a lot of people you can go as a reference point to because not many clubs have gone through what we've gone through to win so many games and say, well, you know, how do you keep motivating the players? So, you know, a lot of it, you know, I've been trying to sort of, you know. The, have a look at other sports and, uh, and other people who have been on similar runs, see what they've done to keep the, the sort of success going. Because, I mean, the easiest thing to do would say, well, you know, if we drop a game, maybe it eases the pressure a bit. But, you know, from our point of view, we want to try to keep it going for as long as possible. So, you know, again, I'm not going to come up with anything fancy in the last week of the, of the season because the players would probably just look at me all weird if I, <laughs> I wasn't my normal self. But, um, you know, from my point of view, I'm always trying to sort of gain more knowledge and develop as a coach and, and you're always looking for something new. Maybe that uh, you know, just an enhancement of that goal celebration uh, when the when Masvidal sat on top of the uh, you know that uh, little kayak uh, thing that they did a few months ago. Maybe enhancing that a bit. But look, all the best of luck from the Four Diego's, mate. Uh, you deserve to be there. It's going to be a fantastic uh, game. Uh, the two top sides in the A League, and uh, we hope it's a fantastic spectacle in front of fifty-two thousand Queenslanders next week. Oh, I'm sure it will be, guys. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks very much. Uh, that was uh, Ange Postacoglu, a very special soft sombrero moment with the Brisbane Raw coach. You can check out an extended version of Ange's interview on 4diegos.com. Coming up, Cantona loves his kung fu kick. Jose tells us all about it. So stick around across Australia. This is the 4diegos. with the Wellington Phoenix. Get Gold Coast United. For Hyundai A-League fan made. Get behind your local club. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. If you want to get in touch with the Diego's, drop us a line at diego's at 4diego's.com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S.com. Join us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diego's. Coming up, it's the latest Women's World Cup news from Cactus. But first, Jose, what's the latest global news? Eric Cantona. Now, what can we say about this very talented <laughs> He's Frenchman? He's a legend. He's a legend. He's Probably a legend. the only talented Frenchman alive. But anyway, <laughs> uh, now, he's had this magnificent football career. However, you know, if I was to ask you, Cactus, yeah. what do you remember about uh, Eric? You'd probably say... The Kung Fu Kick. <laughs> Yes. Crystal Palace fans. Magnificent. Right, right on. in the gob. The movies. 1995 and a four-month uh, ban yeah. as a re- result there, Jose. Now, a four-month ban, you probably think that was the low, low, low point of your career, but not Eric. <laughs> no, no, this was the uh, the high point of his career. <laughs> and uh, he basically came out and said that, uh, you know, I think maybe it's like a dream for some, you know, sometimes to kick these kind of people. <laughs> 
So I did it for them. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to be taking the Mickey, Jose. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, he, I reckon he's so. been taking the Mickey all his career because <laughs> he uh, he did come back and he, he sort of uh, trotted out some you know cryptic uh, little explanation that you know to involve sardines, trawlers, and seagulls <laughs> uh, on his press conference back in '95 when he came back after his ban. Because that's like uh, Zidane saying the headbutt on Matarazzi in that. World Cup final was my highlight of my career. <laughs> no, vastly different. No, it's vastly identical. different. Eric Cantona, we didn't need him. You see, we didn't need him at that point of the season, so he just went and had a rest, put a hole through, <laughs> put a hole through the chest of us of a crazy fan. Well, it's very interesting. Now he's director of football at New York yeah, Cosmos, right. and I'm yep. just looking at players now at that club being full license. Carte blanche, take your own crowd control measures. Yeah, Kevin Musk could actually extend Kevin Muscat's career <laughs> by joining uh, Cosmos. Probably could. I mean, you know, you, you've just kicked someone in the head. You, you know, you don't come out and you quote, it's a, it's a great feeling but different, <laughs> which, is what, which is what Eric came out and said. So. Now, Jose, of course, uh, Eric wasn't the only one uh, talking about his kicking prowess this week. No, whilst on the subject of kicking, uh, Panamanian, is that what you call them? Do you call someone from sure. Panama Panamanian? Uh, now, he's playing in Colombia, and uh, this is Luis Marino, who plays for Deportivo Pereira. Now, unfortunately, if you, if you get a chance to look at the footage of this on YouTube, something falls onto the pitch. Now, uh, you later discover that this was an, an owl, which is the, yep. uh, the opposition side's mascot, of which uh, Marino didn't know. And uh, he went over, and he kicked it off the ground. Oh, now, yep. the crowd started yelling, chanting, murderer, murderer. <laughs> the, uh, the owl did eventually die. But I'm just thinking, you know, Colombia. Now, uh, it's probably not the, not the most, uh, <laughs> uh, not the friendliest place on earth, you, yeah. you would say. And you probably don't want to upset its people too much. Uh, but uh, Marino now is uh, very scared for his life. <laughs> oh. And uh, he'll, he'll probably go to jail over this. Well, Marino, I wish he was playing in the Premier League because uh, there's, there's a couple of mascots there I would have, I'd like to see get a good kicking. <laughs> well, you know, apparently the, the owl didn't yep. die from, the, from being kicked. No. It no. died of shock. shock. Yeah, shock. 30 hours later. I've just yeah. been amused about the autopsy. Did, like, Ace Ventura <laughs> do the autopsy <laughs> for right. that? Look. By the way, if you love your dog, love your cat, love your birds, love any animal, do not get onto YouTube and look at this. No, that's right. Now, the rule of thumb, I think, this is Jose's rule of thumb, for any <laughs> upcoming footballer, only, there's only two things you should kick on the on the park. Uh, many of you probably say there's only one. One is the ball, and if you're a defender, occasionally a cocky striker. Yeah. Exactly right. What but, was it doing out during the day? It was a, it was a <laughs> night game. <laughs> Good question. Thanks very much, Jose. Great global scene there. Coming up, Cactus brings us some great World Cup news for the women of Equatorial Guinea. So stick around across Australia. This is the 40 Diego's. Triple M. Get with Sydney FC for Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to aleague.com.au for tickets. It's the 40 Diego's on Triple M. Cactus, you've got some great Women's World Cup news. I do. Now, a few uh, months ago, I reported on the Equatorial Guinea women's team (laughs) being accused of having two men in their team because they, of course, have qualified for the World Cup in Germany alongside Nigeria. They actually lost the final, but the top two qualified for the World Cup. Well, rejoice, Equatorial Guinea. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a pair of socks down the pants of these these two young ladies. They're actually women. Now, the names of the women, Genevieve Ayong-Man, that's not a joke, it's Genevieve Ayong-Man and Salamata Simpayore, 
Uh, actually, women, they have been cleared. So the World Cup in Germany in June can go ahead uh, free of any sort of testosterone that might have been flying about. <laughs> Butch and Bazza to their mates. Uh, <laughs> they are actually in the same group as the Matildas. Uh, group D, the group of uncertainty, Cactus, uh, the Group D. And, uh, of course, Ecuadorial Guinea, uh, the Brazilian team, and also Norway's uh, playing Australia, which is fantastic. Apparently, World Cup free. Uh, because of these gender cough tests they've been doing at FIFA. <laughs> I bet you Seth performed those cough, te- cough tests <laughs> himself. No. Let's leave it there. Thanks very much, Rodrigo. Coming up, we chat the Central Coast Mariners coach, Graham Arnold. So stick with us. This is the 40 goes across Australia. Triple M. Taste the Perth glory. Hear the Brisbane roar. For Hyundai A-League, fan-made. Get behind your local club. It's the Four Diego's on Triple M. If you want to get in touch with the Diego's, drop us a line at diego's at fourdiegos.com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S.com. Also, join us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Diego's. Coming up, Rodrigo talks about the Asian Champions League. But first, joining us is the coach of the team that last night won the right to play Brisbane Roar in the Hyundai A-League Grand Final next week. Please, a big Four Diego's welcome to Central Coast Mariners coach, Graham Arnold. Thanks for joining us, Arnie. No problem, guys. How are you? Really, really well, mate. I'm Carlos Alberto Diego. It was a great win last night, so congratulations on that. Uh, but the question is, have you got the goods to beat Brisbane Raw on their own patch in seven days' time? Let's talk it up, Arnie. Let's hope so. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, look, I think, um, you know, we, we did exceptionally well against them last week up there, and, and our away form this season has been excellent. We've only uh, lost two games away from home. Uh, the whole season, so you know we'll go into the game quite confident. But uh, obviously, you know Brisbane have um, have got the record that they have got because they've had a mighty season. But uh, I think that the week off uh, may not help them, and I'm, I'm hoping that it won't. And uh, you know the fact that we've 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 had another tough game last night. We've got through uh, the game quite well. That uh, and we're in a routine that uh, hopefully they uh, we might be able to get them. Well, Arnie, it's Cactus here, mate. Apparently they spent the week on Great Keppel Island, so uh, <laughs> you'll be happy to know that. Now, mate, um, we spoke to Ange Postacoglu earlier, and I asked him how on earth they are going to possibly claim underdog status, which is a favourite uh, tactic of coaches going into grand finals, given their recent run. He was happy to take favouritism. He was happy to take the tag. How do you feel about yeah. that? Oh, well, I'm happy to take the underdog tag, but... Uh... <laughs> There's no way that he can take the underdog, uh, underdog tag off after this time <laughs> up there, and uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's. I think. You know, personally, I think it's. Uh, you know, we deserve second spot after 30 rounds. You know, we we uh, we're seven points ahead of Adelaide in third spot, and and 11 points ahead of Gold Coast in fourth. So, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, we've we've got to the grand final. It's a great achievement by the players, and who've shown great commitment and character this year, and. You know, I think we've been very consistent this year. We haven't uh, lost two games in a row the whole year. Uh, when we have lost a game, we've bounced back uh, extremely well. So, uh, mate, we're looking forward to the game, and it's going to be a great week for the players to enjoy. We couldn't agree with you more that you actually deserve to be there now, but Raw are on a 27-game unbeaten streak and playing at home and literally playing for the state of Queensland after the couple of months they've just had. Now, you've not beaten the Raw in five games this season, you know, you would be going to the game thinking you can win, of course. Where can you beat the Raw? Yeah, look, that's what I, you know, uh, my words got twisted a bit last week when I said uh, we've had a, we, it was a psychological win for us. Well, what I meant was it was a psychological win for us within the team. 
because uh, you know we lost the first leg two 0 at Blue Tongue. If we'd run up there and lost again, and we did get through the preliminary final, well, psychologically going into the grand final, you know, with two losses uh, and an aggregate uh, loss as well, that um, it might have been hard psychologically to get the players up. But uh, you know, I think we did enough last week, and you know, we the three three draw we had at Blue Tongue uh, on January twelfth has given us a lot of confidence against them. Um, you know, the, the games that we've played against them have been uh, entertaining games, I feel, that both teams go for it. And, uh, you know, we're athletically, I think that we're pretty close to matching Brisbane. They're a very athletic and mobile team, and our, mid, uh, our midfield is quite the same. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, the loss of Luke Devere has uh, given them a little bit of um, a shake-up as well uh, in, in the middle of defence. So... You know, we're going to go up there to Brisbane and uh, carry out our game plan as as usual and um, try and make it hard for them to find space. You know, if you give Brisbane a lot of space uh, with the mobility of their players and the movement of the ball, they, they give you a real tough day. So we've got to try and minimise space for them and uh, play our own game. Graham, it's Jose here. Now, in the major semi, uh, semi, the second leg, you really made it very difficult for Raw tactically. Now, even though you drew the game, you came away claiming a moral victory. Now... Would you be driving that point home in the media this week? Yeah, look, that's that's exactly what I mean. You know, it was a moral victory for us because, uh, you know, I know people look at the score, the 2-2 and that, but, uh, you know, with 15 minutes to go, um, I had to I changed our whole system because we'd, we were down 2-1 and we needed to get the third goal. And I took off Roston Griffiths and went with three up front, which meant we were one short in midfield. And then uh, the last five minutes, I put Patrick Zwanzweig up front and went man-on-man man at the back, and uh, they scored in the 93rd minute, and that's something that uh, in a normal game that we normally never would do. So the players knew that, and I knew that as well, that uh, we had to, we changed our system on three occasions. And, uh, you know, so for us, uh, you know, we know that you know, normally we'd, we, we wouldn't have done that, so we, we are prepared uh, that we can, you know, change things if we need to, but... Uh, no, we're going to have to go up there and, and put on a great performance. It's a it's a game that I think that you know they will be feeling or they will have more of the pressure because we won't get up there till Saturday afternoon. So all the media in Brisbane will be about them the whole week. Uh, the crowd obviously will be fifty thousand there and be forty nine thousand Brisbane supporters. So you know the pressure's on them uh, to win the game and if any they need to win it more than us and uh, but we want to win it. So it's something that. Uh, you know, it'll pan out how it does. On the 40 goes across Australia, you're listening to a special soft sombrero moment with Central Coast Mariners coach Graham Arnold. And it's Carlos again now. One of your stars in midfield last night was the ultimate ranger in football, uh, Oliver Bazanic. He had a blinder last night. There's a lot of Matty Mackay in this kid uh, with probably a little bit more mongrel in, uh, in Ollie. Uh, would you give him the obvious, you know, the ultimate challenge next week and, uh, and let him go after Matty? That's the thing. I've got the ranger, the ranging midfield. I've got Moose uh, Perimini as well as Mikey McGlinchey. There's yeah. three redheads in there. So, but uh, look, Ollie's uh, Ollie's been exceptional for this season. And uh, you know, we brought him back from England, where you know I went and watched him play at Reading with the youth team, and he was playing just chasing long balls. And he's a guy that uh, wants to get on the ball and start the play, and he loves going past players. And uh, I thought he was exceptional last night. I think the goal that he scored against Brisbane. Has given him even more confidence around the edge of the box because he was the only, nearly the only player in the team who hadn't scored a goal this year. So I think it was playing on his mind. But uh, last night he was extremely positive, and uh, it was unfortunate that he didn't score himself. But uh, he was he was great. Soccer material, Arnie. Absolutely. I think that uh, 
you know, we've got a short uh, shortage of left-sided players in in the national team at, at all levels. <clears throat> I think Ollie will be a you know a starting member for sure in the Olympic team, and uh, you know I think that uh, he can handle the step up. He's physically strong enough, as you said. Uh, he's, he's technically good enough, so I think uh, you know the exposure to a national team setup uh, will only make him better. Now, Arnie, your prepubescent goalkeeper there, Matty Ryan, <laughs> he had a he had a super game last night. He, the double save uh, late in the game it certainly put a snap in the shorts of the Diego's here. How about you? Was it uh, was it exciting for you? Ah, uh, mate, he's uh, he's done well, the kid, and he's uh, 18 years of age, and uh, he got thrown in the deep end uh, round three this year. Um, and mate, that's his 14th clean sheet, I think it is. So uh, he's uh, he's done exceptionally well. I thought he's even his first save off. Uh, Bruce Jutay in the first half, the one-on-one was an exceptional save as well. Uh, but uh, the kid has shown he knows when he makes a mistake. He's hard on himself and he blamed himself for the first goal against Brisbane last week. Uh, but that's the mentality and the character of the kid. Every time he does make a mistake, he just gets on with it. And uh, normally the week after, he has a blindness. So, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier with a kid. But uh, it's not only just Matty, you know, as you said, we, uh, as you said before, mate, we had a right back, Trent, Trent Sainsbury, who's 18 years of age last night. And then you've got young Musti who came on after 60 minutes for Perez, who's 17. So we've got some youngsters out there, but uh, nothing seems to phase them at all. How satisfying is it for a coach, you know, uh, to have so many young guys, young kiddies, basically, um, playing in a grand final and, and moreover, in an Asian Champions League? Yeah, look, it's, it's fantastic for the kids. And <clears throat> as I said, it's uh, they take everything in their stride and nothing seems to affect them. But you've got to give full credit to uh, the senior players as well because once they cross the white line, they're out of my control and uh, they're in the hands of the senior players and players like uh, Wilkinson and Patrick Zahnsweig and uh, uh, Matty Simon, Adam Kozik and guys, uh, John Hutchinson, who have been at the club for a long time uh, with a lot of experience. They take over uh, looking after the kids. And when you look at Oli Bazanich is 21 and McGlinchey's only 23, Roston Griffiths is 22. We've got a, a very uh, young squad uh, with a lot of potential. So it's it's very satisfying to see the, the young kids who uh, will be, I'd say, a good chance of being in Jan Verslein's under-20 uh, World Cup team that goes to Colombia. They're getting a lot of experience playing in the A-League. Arnie, you know, watching you celebrate the win the other the other day was um, it was fantastic. It reminded me how graceful you were on the park. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what I'd like you to do, mate, is can you wear a heart rate monitor for this game? And uh, geez, I hope you guys go score first. Oh, mate, uh, I, I don't celebrate too much. Uh, <laughs> I'm always I'm I'm, not, I'm normally not that happy, but uh, look, it was. It's a, it was a great achievement for the boys. You know, I was just so happy for them because, uh, as I said, I think we deserve to get second spot. We deserve to get the grand final, and uh, the boys have worked extremely hard. And it's just, just extremely happy for the players and and what they've done this year. Now, Arnie, does Miriam Blyberg get an invitation to the coach's end of season knees up? <laughs> because I mean, he was talking even before the game. He was talking about playing, you know, the roar in the grand final, and then post match last night, he was saying that uh, that they deserved to win and they had more shots and it was only because of your keeper that you guys are there. Does he rile the A-League coaches at all? Uh, not really, but we know, we all know that Miron watches a different game at times. <laughs> and uh, you know, if they, they had more shots than us, I don't think so. But uh, look, Miron's great and he's done a fantastic job with, <clears throat> with the Gold Coast. Two years have been in the league, twice in the in the semi-finals, and uh, he's a real character, Miron, and uh, you always get a good laugh with him uh, before the game and after the game. But... Uh, 
you know, one on one, he's very, he was very gracious in defeat, and uh, you know, full credit to him and Clive Palmer and the club up there. He would probably host the event more likely. <laughs> now, a lot, of, a lot of coaches, Arnie, you know, like to bring in, you know, guest speakers or watch uh, motivational films in the lead up to big finals games. Now, the Diego's love, you know, the, the traditional Rocky one <laughs> through to five. Have you got any tricks up your sleeve for grand final week? Uh, now, look, I, I do do, I do use some of that uh, at times. Um, you know, I showed the boys a, a, a motivational DVD that I had made up for 2005 uh, for the Socceroos before we played Uruguay from uh, some um, from some uh, wonderful athletes and, and coaches here in Australia. Uh, and I showed them that the day before the game, and it's just a simple message of, you know, sticking to the game plan and um, your old mates on the field and sticking together. And Wayne Bennett makes a wonderful uh, speech in it, and Grant Hackett. And so I showed them the boys that on on Friday because I felt that last night, uh, was more of our grand final uh, with pressure uh, because of the Asian Champions League and also to get to the grand final. And this week we're going to enjoy it. We're going to go up to Brisbane and give everything that we've got. And uh, as I said, I think the more of the pressure is on them uh, because they're at home and, uh, you know, they've uh, been the standout team this year. So I may have something up my sleeve by the end of the week, uh, getting in a, uh, you know, a guest speaker, uh, someone who I know very well uh, that... Uh, might come in and just have a chat to the boys because after 40 weeks, I think they're sick of hearing my voice. <laughs> and uh, to, hear, to hear someone else's voice uh, who's been successful uh, in the world of sport would be great. With a number of kiddies in your team, I'm suggesting Dora the Explorer Series 1. <laughs> that was an amazing, inspirational uh, show. Yeah. <laughs> well, Arnie, don't discount the Rocky, uh, you know, the Rocky 5 uh, box set. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, motivational thing. Diego's watch it before every show. So, <laughs> congratulations. No only problem is all the young boys weren't born then when Rocky was born, so they don't, they don't know what it's about. Mate, congratulations on making the grand final. You and the Brisbane Raw, Central Coast and the Brisbane Raw, definitely the two best sides in the competition. It's really going to paint a picture of a fantastic grand final next week. Uh, tension, and you guys are in it as much as Raw are, so congratulations on that, and thanks for joining us today. No problem, guys. Thanks very much. This has been a special soft sombrero moment with Central Coast Mariners coach Graham Arnold. You can check out an extended version of Arnie's interview at 4diegos.com. Coming up, Rodrigo talks Asian Champions League football, so stay tuned. Across Australia, this is the 4diegos. Arriba! Triple M. Feel North Queensland's fury. Get Adelaide United for Hyundai A-League. Fan made. Go to aleague.com.au for tickets. It's the 4diegos on Triple M. Welcome back. This is the 4 Diego's Across Australia. You're with Carlos, Rodrigo, Cactus and Jose. Rodrigo, what's the latest Asian Champions League news? Well, the news is that Gamba Osaka thrashed Melbourne Victory 5-1 in Osaka. And if you're a Melbourne Victory fan, you hate this tournament. If you're a Melbourne Victory <laughs> player, you hate this tournament. You know, 13,000 people, a procession of goal scorers for Gamba. Kevin Musket scored a penalty. But I want to ask, where was Carlos Hernandez? Yes, uh, there is a couple of theories uh, floating around the 4diegos.com. I know, Rodrigo, is that what you're referring to? Absolutely. Uh, our very own Julio Puerto Rico uh, wrote a fantastic little article. He said that uh, one of the possibilities is that Carlos ate Evan Berger <laughs> and had a little bit of indigestion. Yeah. But I love Leonardo from Launceston in Tasmania. He said that uh, he wanted to be in Sydney FC's Champions League group where he could uh, play Suwon Chicken Wings. <laughs> oh, sorry, Blue Wings. It was pretty funny. But uh, leaving him at home because he had, what, the nibbles, was that right? Something like that, no. 
he had general soreness, oh, apparently, <laughs> according to uh, Melbourne Victory. Look, it was an embarrassment. Uh, it's actually showing up a little bit of uh, the way, uh, of course, uh, Ernie Merrick likes to throw caution to the wing, play five prongs, an attacking philosophy. The Japanese look at that and they just rip you apart like a nice little yum cha. Oh. <laughs> Dude, would you call that international naivety? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Probably, so maybe a little bit of arrogance, I'm not sure, but yeah. gee, Victory will need to turn that around. They've got to play Jeju at home, Jeju United, uh, Korean side, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, Sydney FC, thankfully, uh, at least uh, held up the, the mantle of the A-League uh, during the week with a with a stirring nil-all draw. Yeah, with uh, shoe on chicken wings there in front of about uh, 7,000 at the Sydney Football Stadium. They had uh, Terry McFlynn sent off for a bit of a romper-stomper sort of activity there, Accidental, accidentally or not, he did get sent off, and, and I've got to say, they um, showed Australia in a much better light than Melbourne Victory did, certainly. Unbeaten in uh, 2011, Sydney. Can you believe that? <laughs> I can't believe that. In the A-League and also now the Asian Champions League. Uh, it's amazing how they've come back from the dead. But thanks very much, uh, Rodrigo. Thanks, Cactus Chris Couch. Thanks, Jose Throbbing, Blue Vein Gorgonzola. I'm Carlos Alberto Diego. Remember, for your dose of world footy, tune in to the Four Diego's right here every week. If you want to contact us, drop us line at diegos at 4diegos.com, F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash 4diegos. Also, check out our magnificent podcast at 4diegos.com, especially our extended interviews with Ange Postacoglu and Graham Arnold. So remember, Rodrigo. River Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba and la bamba. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there. Wherever you can go play football. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Diegos. Olé. Olé. Triple M.